we're back with another episode. It's the boy, your kid, the kid, Casty, coming live. This is episode 12. Ooh, ooh, number 12 already. Um, uh, what was I going to say? The kid underscore Casty on Instagram. Um, it's the kid spelled normally and then C-A-S-T-I. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Do that. I haven't posted in a while. I should have, but, you know, whatever. I'm busy and shit. I got a life, fam. Okay, so, why am I talking like that? The reason why I'm talking I'm talking like that, because we're going to talk about Tom Hanks' son. This shit's wild. This shit's wild, baby. Um, he was talking in, a, like, a patois accent on the Golden Globe carpet, which is... Insane to me. Um, he's Tom Hanks' son. It was so cringeworthy. And he was like, okay, doing it. But it was kind of sick. And then people are saying he did a cultural appro- appropriation. Which, like, I guess so, sure. He's a rich kid's son. But the reason why I wanted to bring him up, not because of that crazy shit. But that's... He obviously acts crazy like that because he had a crack addiction. He, like, he was battling a crack addiction. So that kind of makes sense. But, um, r- like, kids of rich parents. Like, what do you guys think about that? I think it kind of fucks you up. You know what I mean? You become... Ricky Gervais has a great bit in his, like, 2018 stand-up special. He did a great bit where he's like, I don't want to have kids because we're not running out of them. Blah, 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 saying, like, we have plenty of kids. Um, and his kid would be born to such wealth that he wouldn't be appreciative about anything. You know what I mean? And then he'd be, like, a junkie dick, and he'd, like, overdose, and then be like, Dad, were you proud of me now? Like, type thing. You know what I mean? But she's got a point. Like, Tom Hanks' son. Like, fi- like um, thank God he figured his life out, right? And he came to senses, and now he's an actual... Um, functioning part of society but before that like five years ago he was struggling with a crack addiction and it's like many many successful parents their kids end up being these kind of struggling people like they're struggling with their life in general the meaning of life what they're going to do being under their parents shadow and it's very impressive when you find a parent that is successful and has a really humbling kid. You know what I mean? Like there's this one guy in Russia who rents a $500 a month two bedroom apartment and literally only has shit that he's paid for, that he's worked for and gotten money and paid for. And his dad's a billionaire in Russia. His dad's worth $13.7 billion. And he rents a $500 a month apartment like just outside of Moscow. Like, and he works for everything. His dad makes him buy everything, work for everything. Obviously, you're kind of set. You never really have to worry, worry. But that's kind of amazing to have a son, to have a kid that's like that, that's able to understand that, hey, hard work is important and working your ass off and becoming a productive part of society is very important and not just handing shit out. So it really does come down to these parents. And it's like, it's almost more detrimental to raise your kid in a um, comfy, rich upbringing. Like it's scarier because you think you're doing everything right. 
getting them what they want, getting them what they need, not worrying about food, not worrying about clothes, like all that you're doing the shit that you're supposed to do, right? And not make sure their life isn't tough, it to make sure it's not hard, like doing all the shit, but that creates a soft individual that slips into addiction very easily because he has hard because he finds it difficult to come to grips with that his dad's so successful and he might be in his shadow forever. You know what I mean? So, what he or she, it doesn't matter. But I just find that super interesting. And, like, luckily now, Chet Hanks, is the name, is, like, an actual functioning part of society. Um, but for a while, he really wasn't. He was He was super, had a lot of problems. He had a lot of issues was addicted to crack and I don't know how they fixed it, but he kind of just said on a podcast that he kind of just chose to, he tried everything to not be a fuck up. Like he was tired of being a fuck up and he's tried everything to not be a fuck up except be sober. So he's like, that's the only, I, I, I was, he said like, not in the same words, but he said he was more hungry to not be a fuck up than he was for his hunger for drugs. And he said it's been easy ever since because he's like, I don't want to be a fuck up. I don't want to be a loser. I'm tired of being a loser, which kind of shows you that nobody can change somebody's addiction, whatever it may be, until they want to change. Until they want to change it, they're not going to like nobody's going to change it for them. And it's you kind of have to guide them to realization, their own realization, realization that they need to change or need to stop. Otherwise, somebody's going to be addicted forever. Right? So, that's how I just wanted to start it. But, you know what I mean? Um, Bell, let's talk. Mental health. That's what kind of the month or the fucking whatever week. I don't know what they, I don't know what they get. Um, this is the mental health. Every action counts. I, I love this, but like the reason why it's so hard to talk to somebody about any sort of mental health issues is that as soon as you talk to somebody, they hit you with their like idea of how you should fix it. You're like, bro, I don't want your fucking idea on how you should fix it. I don't know. I don't want your idea of like how I should feel or I don't want your your opinion on what I should do. I just want you to listen, you know, so. With this Bell Let's Talk stuff, if your friends want to talk to you about their mental health, just sit there and listen. Just pay attention and go, yeah, I get it. I'm just I'll follow along and listen to them. Let them vent. A lot of the shit is them just venting. And when you interject with, well, what I would do, well, what you should do, well, you shouldn't feel that way, well, you should blah, blah, blah. It makes people feel like shit and it makes people not want to talk. So that's the biggest barrier. So just fucking listen. Sit back and listen. I've, I'm i culprit to that too. I always tell people like, but I, I realized myself, it's like when I talk to people, when I want to tell people about what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling, I don't want them to really tell me what to do, how to fix it, how you should feel, what you should do, how they would fix it. Like, I just kind of want you to listen and be like, yo, it's going to be okay. That line will go further than anything. Just telling somebody it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Chill. Relax. Everything's going to be fine. Goes a long, long way. Um, okay. Oh. 
UFC fighter Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal get into a heated exchange at the Super Bowl event. Mm. I like that fight. I like that fight. Dude, Jorge Masvidal's a beast. He's a scary motherfucker. He has the opportunity to starch anybody. Anybody in that fucking 170 division. He's a fucking animal. Animal. And he came out of this like fucking slumber. They call it the resurrection. He calls himself, like, everyone calls him Street Jesus. And now this like whole play on like resurrection because he went on the hiatus for a little bit. Did a show in like Latin America and like was vibing. And then he kind of realized he needed to change shit up if he wants to make a legacy and make money and do all this shit, right? And he came back and just started starching motherfuckers. Just starching them. Bang, bang, bang. One after another, one after another. An absolute animal, this Jorge Masvidal guy. And he's super technical. Like, he's good. He's a good wrestler. He's a good striker. He's good on the ground. He's good in the clinch. Like, he's the real deal. And Kamaru Usman, that's a fucking machine. He's a fucking machine. He's huge. First of all, he's massive. And he's terrifying with his wrestling like just terrifying manhandles the shit out of people you should have seen how he manhandled tyrone woodley and i was like woodley's a big dude i was like bro this guy this guy's gonna be okay but kamaru just manhandled him manhandled him not the best striker per se but he closes the distance really well and he puts a beating on you he's just a fucking machine he doesn't stop it's it's his cardio his cardio is ridiculous it's just bop 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 Little, like, fucking 70% hits every time. And he just doesn't stop. You know what I mean? That cardio is ridiculous. But also, Jorge Masvidal ain't no bitch. Like, he's got some dumbass cardio, too. So, this could be an interesting fight. Like, Kamaru's got a real fucking challenger in his hands. And this fight is legit. But Kamaru's no fucking... Like, Jorge's not going to run through Kamaru. I, I can tell you that much. And Kamaru ain't gonna run through Jorge. So it's gonna be a battle of the fucking world. The thing is, is I feel like Jorge Masvidal is a more active version of Tyrone Woodley. Like, Tyrone Woodley is like, he charges up a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like, for every, like, brief explosive movement, he needs, like, another fucking 10... 10 seconds or so. For every second of explosive movement, he needs 10 seconds of rest, right? Whereas Jorge Masvidal is way more active. And I felt like if Kamaru versus Tyrone, if Tyrone was a little more active and let his shit fly a little a little more, like, you know what I mean? Wasn't so always double guessing, like guessing himself, right? And he's like double checking, guessing himself. And he wasn't letting shit throw. He wasn't throwing a lot of shit. Um he would have done a lot better. But then again, that could just be Kamaru being an animal in the clinch and in the wrestling game, not allowing you to get shots off. So, Bahor, he's the best at getting shots off, I think, in the 170 division. Like, he gets them off, and he keeps distance well. Like, he kept distance nice. Bop, bop, in, gets out. Bop, bop, in, gets out. Perfect timing. And he's not scared to throw that wild shit. Like, that's the thing about Jorge is Jorge doesn't second-guess himself. He just throws. So if he's got an idea in his head that he thinks is going to work, he will throw it. 
and he's not scared to fucking do it. So he'll fuck you up in a heartbeat and it won't matter to him. Like he'll, he'll like that fucking art, art, what fuck, what's his name? Ar, Arskin? Arkson? Whatever his name is. I don't know what the fuck the guy's name is. But he, Ben Ar, Arskin. Fuck, I think that's his name. Whatever. Um, if that knee didn't land, that would be a terrible position for Jorge. But Jorge's like, fuck it, I'm throwing that. So come at me. Like, that's the thing about man. He he he, 150% believes in himself. And it's going to be a fucking battle. Can't wait for that fight. I hope that fight gets made. Because I don't think... I don't think Connor fights Jorge. Even though we'd love to see it, I just think he has bigger money fights. Like, I don't know. I think I think I think he's gonna try and get the Khabib thing. If the Khabib thing doesn't happen, he might fight Jorge. But I just feel like Connor's the, Connor's the payday, right? So it's like a blessing to Jorge if Connor takes the fight. Um. But I just think Connor's looking for bigger paydays. Even though I think the Jorge one will be one of the biggest ones. But I think Jorge doesn't want to sit idle. And Connor's going to sit on the sideline ready to jump in in case Tony pulls out or Khabib pulls out. He'll fight either one of those two. Because those are big. that's a big fight for him. If he fights Tony Ferguson, that's a huge fight for him. Whoever wins that, I think he's going to fight. And then maybe fight Jorge after that. So Jorge's not going to sit for six, seven, eight, nine months, right? He's going to be active. So I think Kamaru Jorge happens. Um, Connor waits. If there's somebody that pulls out, he fights that person. Um, if nobody pulls out and the fight goes as planned, he takes winner. He's going to fight winner. Unless Khabib wins. If Khabib wins, Khabib might retire, which will piss off Connor um, because Khabib doesn't give a shit. He he will retire, I I I think it's kind of how I see it going, but you know what I mean. Who knows what happens? But that that'll be a good fight. That'll be a good fight. Can't wait for it. Um, fucking coronavirus is here. Everyone's scared of that shit. We already talked that to death, bro. Relax. Shit's not gonna kill you. Maybe it'll kill you in China, not in North America. Bro, I need I need to delete a lot of my Tinder, like not Tinder. Oop, Freudian slip. Haha. Ha. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, I need to delete a lot of my fucking social media because all I see, all I see are tributes to Kobe Bryant, and that shit makes me want to cry. Jimmy, um, Jimmy Kimmel's. Um, monologue or tribute to Kobe when they first met and talking about their daughters and shit that made me want to cry Kobe like uh, not Kobe fucking Shaq's Shaq's tribute to Kobe that shit fuck every time I see that I'm like fuck man it's like Paul Walker stuff you know what I mean it's sad as fuck because it's like it's an accident that happened it wasn't like they were 97, but I don't want to talk about that shit. It makes me sad, but Kobe's going to be a GOAT, best ever. Um, he's going to be a legend for life, for life. 
Um, let's see what's going on here. Liverpool, West Ham. Liverpool won 2 0. I'm going to fucking lose it. Liverpool gets the luckiest fucking wins. It's ridiculous. They score, their winning goals are always in like the fucking 90th minute. And it's like VAR helped them out. Like, mm, fuck off. Like, they need to lose so many games in a row for them. Like, if they don't win the league this year, um, somebody needs to fucking kick them in the head. Like, if they don't win, it's, it'd be absurd. Absurd. Like, they absolutely are going to win. So, they every Liverpool fan, when I talk to them, I'm like, congratulations on winning the league. They're like, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm like, bro, do you know you have to lose, like, nine games in a row for anybody to catch up? Like, if you lose nine games in a row, you deserve it. You deserve to lose and be a laughing stock. Like, there's no curse. There might be, actually. I'm hoping it's real because I don't want Liverpool to win the league. It's going to fucking piss me off. But, hey, that's what we get. We get Liverpool winning the league. And for the next 40, 50 years, we're not going to fucking forget about it. Remember when we went undefeated in 2020 and we won the league? 2019? 20? Remember? Oh, my God. Thanks. Yeah, we won't fucking live that down. Every Liverpool fan's going to be talking about it for the fucking next 40 years. Thanks. All right, fantastic. Nobody gives a shit. Ah. Manchester United announced agreement to sign Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes? Who the fuck is that? He plays for Celtic, I think, or Sporting? Ah, that's it. Yeah, Sporting Lisbon. Player would join Premier League following a medical and the agreement of personal terms. That's what I always wondered. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Agreement of personal terms. Does he, like, I want a condo and a bad bitch? Or, like, I want an M4 and my mom and dad to be shipped over? Is that... I guess those could all be personal items. But I kind of want to see what they are. I think the person... I know they're personal. But the personal items should be public. Because I want to see how absurd they get. You know what I mean? Like how fucking ridiculous they get. I want an apartment with red carpets. Or something like that. Like, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I just want to see how ridiculous. Not not weird. I just want to see how ridiculous. Like I want pudding every Tuesday. And I want the pudding from this deli in LA. And you got to fly it over here. You know? So, I don't know. Um... Rob Gronkowski believes Tom Brady should test free agency. You fucking kidding me? Played that long with fucking uh, New England? And you're saying he should test? Bold, bro. He's gotten enough money. It's not the money. It's a legacy. If he tests free agency, that would be pretty fucking crazy, but... Like, come on, bro. They put all these years, years into you, building the team around you, all this shit. You might as well stay. You're rich enough. They'll pay you what you want. Like, come on. Test free agency. Come on. Come on, Gronk. Gronkowski. But whatever. That'd be kind of dope. Fuck New England. I don't even like them. So, whatever. It'd be dope if they fucking lose their fucking star. Um, Whoa. WWE stars. Bree and Nikki. Bella announced they are both pregnant? Are they twins? Retired wrestlers and really... T- 
I can't speak. Retired wrestlers and TV reality TV stars told People Magazine that they're both expecting, and they even have due dates within the same two-week period. The Bella Twins are former WWE Diva champions. Oh, shit. That's why I made the news. They're twins, and then they're both pregnant. What if they both have twins? Whoa. Whoa. Whoever got them pregnant is fucking lucky motherfucker because they are beautiful. Jesus. Cheese whiz. Stunning. Um, move on. Um, that's weird. They have a corpse cake. This is like a cake that looks like a human. And they cut into it. And they're eating it. Oh, it looks like a human. Doctors are fucked. Oh, oh, I'm not gonna go. Go find it. It's the fucking creepy corpse cake. Google that. You'll find it. I guarantee you. That's fucked. Oh, this is tight. The real meaning behind corporate catchphrases. All right, let's fucking dive into this. Where is it? Oh, just gives us one. Well, that's pointless. Now I can't tell my all my four listeners, or however many of you are, um, what corporate catchphrases mean. Kind regards essentially means fuck off. Um, as per my last last email, means like, you dumb fuck, did you not read my email? Like, are you retarded? Um, thanks, ex- exclamation mark is to me um like sarcastic thanks like a thanks no duh a thank you is like a genuine thank you like appreciate it you know what i mean so whatever add your own fucking think about it i'm not the fucking dude here dolly parton challenge taking off fucking flying you know what i mean um everyone's doing it and their mother and it's not that fucking funny. Gonna be honest with you. It's kind of not funny. But people fucking like it. You know what I mean? These clicks are the fucking trackpad. So don't fucking lose your mind. Okay? Um, entertainment news. What do we got there? My Chemical Romance announces North American Tour. Tour. I can't speak. Um, funny, funny. Aren't they dead? My Chemical Romance, or they're still like making music? They're still making music. Whoa! I've never heard a My Chemical Romance song, but I've heard a band everywhere, like from people. Usually from like weird emo kids, but definitely not a fan. Um. I don't even know how they're around. I don't know how they're around still. Like, didn't they die in like the 2000s with like fucking bootcut jeans? <laughs> Them and bootcut jeans were gone. Uh, Seven year old comedian roasts the judges on America's Got Talent Championship. I'm not going to listen to that. No point. Um, 
Brad Pitt wore a name tag at a Oscar party, you know, just in case. Okay. Well, was everyone else wearing name tags? Hmm? Because if everyone else was, and then he didn't, you guys would call him a pretentious prick. Oh, how is everyone supposed to know you're Brad Pitt? Hmm, he's so pretentious, the only one not wearing a name tag? How dare he? Now he wears a name tag, you're like, of course everyone knows who you are. Why are you wearing a name tag? Fuck you. You guys are too fucking judgmental. Get out of here. Nobody wants to hear you. Fuck, he's wearing a name tag because he doesn't want to be a pretentious prick. He saw everyone else wearing a name tag, he put it on. That's a good guy. Okay? So, moving on. Fucking, I shouldn't even make the fucking podcast. A lot of shit shouldn't. Uh, to be honest, I talk about a lot of crap. I can't believe anybody even listens to this shit. There's been, there's been, I've, I've been told there's been 47 listened. <laughs> I actually, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm just some fucking blabbermouth who doesn't stop talking. So if you like it, thanks. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll keep doing these because I kind of like to do them. Even if no one listens to them, no one's listened to my uh, last episode. Uh, it's got zero plays. That one's for Kobe. That one was sad. Nobody played it. Um, I'm not saying anything. I'm not chirping you. Uh, but I am, but I am. And then again, I just, I'm so, I contradict myself all the time. I'm an idiot. Whatever. That's going to be funny looking back on this, you know, when I never make it (laughs) and say like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey dad, why do you have a fucking podcast? It sucks ass. Has 139 episodes. Well, that's not that many. Joe Rogan has like a thousand. It has like 3,000 episodes by the time I have kids. Probably. Because I'm not going to have kids for like a while. Because I'm young and shit. You know what I mean? Not planning on it at least. So, But if it happens, whatever. It happens. You know what I mean? Fucking people fuck with that shit. People fuck with having kids. It's kind of dope. Oh, okay. Um, having kids is like the meaning of life, I guess. Isn't it? I don't know. There you go. Gave you the meaning of life. Have kids. All right. Podcast is at 26 minutes. Goodbye.